0: And long-term, I think Microsoft Teams and Yammer, even though we love Slack and we love Zoom, we think because of that integration with the Microsoft Office suite Mm -hmm. is gonna win.
1: Welcome to the Cloud Accounting Podcast. I'm Blake Oliver. And I'm
0: David Leary. I'm Roman Kepchak, Director of Firm Technology Strategy for Right Networks. Welcome back, Roman. Day two of
2: Techs USA. You're joining us again for another uh, quick interview. Um, I know we caught some of your session and we wanted to extrapolate more about your thoughts on uh, remote working and what that's driving inside of firms.
1: I'm a big fan of remote work. I I had my own uh, online bookkeeping company where we were all remote. Twelve of us, and then we merged with a CPA firm, and there were 25 of us, all remote. And uh, you know, we were kind of doing that at the beginning. There weren't always the best tools for us to work remotely. That was the big challenge, right? Yep. Is is collaborating? Yep. You know, we had Zoom, so we could all, at least all get in a meeting together online. That was fun, seeing like 25 windows up yep. on the screen, 25 people. But practice management at that time, we're talking only five years ago, really still hadn't really gotten there in the cloud. And I was wondering if you could share some of your insights with our listeners, many of them who are building remote practices or trying to close their offices and go more remote. What should people be looking at?
0: Well, what you got to look at is, is the infrastructure they have in place already. And a lot of times people took traditional manual processes and created digital versions of that. So like at the due date tracking list, something like that might've been a paper list. Now it's a spreadsheet. The problem is, is that only one person can really look and update that spreadsheet at a time. And so to work remotely, we need to have, first of all, All the data in the firm has to be digital and all the transactions, workflows, the processes, due dates, they have to be digital tools. So what we've seen a transition away from those practice management tools that had projects listed Mm -hmm. to dedicated workflow tools pretty much xcm they started the charge you know they started out as an indian outsourcing company 25 years ago and then it kind of got pushed away but the firms that used that loved it because it tracked every status of the tax return it tracked any changes delivery instructions updates and then you could attach the files to it and move it with it so we could move it to remote people back and forth very easily
1: it was like the digital version of that old paper routing sheet that would
0: sit yeah on the a, lead schedule yeah. you know um the tax routing sheet and so um but the beauty was is you could customize the views to what your role was. So if you worked at the front desk checking in things, you saw those things. If you were in the assembly department and you saw due dates coming up, you could see which one had finished review and do all that. And so tools like XCM, Firm Firmflow, CCH's Workstream, all those tools are really, that's the thing we're pushing in our firms today because we can do the entire tax process in the cloud now. If we have an employee whose spouse gets relocated or they stay home because they want to raise their child, they still have access to all the applications, all the data, all in one screen. You know, and that's what you really want is having the ability to work any place, anytime.
1: So h- how do you address uh, security concerns for folks?
0: Well, uh, it's cool. What we had is like the other pad- podcast we talked about is, is making sure that first of all, that we have the training on the phishing. So they're not, they're you know, mm-hmm. not hitting on ransomware and stuff. But then after that, having a multi-factor authentication tool so that once I log in from my home or my cabin or wherever, client's office, um, it authenticates who I am into the cloud and that I can work on those applications.
1: There's these workflows tools you're, you're calling them they're not practice management or you like the, you prefer the term workflow
0: i think it, it, it's a yeah. digital workflow digital workflow because it's beyond yeah. the practice management it actually has status of things it has like you said the routing sheet things that right. we write down that they're in their florida home so we got to deliver it there you know all that's captured in place um, you can put your timekeeping in there you can keep scheduling mm-hmm. in there so it's more than practice projects
2: so, so, so when you say big digital, too, it's more than just like, OK, we scan our paper and now it's in like an e-file cabinet because like, that might not have any workflow. It's all about it, it, it. It's moving to digital workflows. It's not just getting
0: going paperless. Correct. And what it's saying is, is like, you know, this return that's been scanned, in, yeah. like you said. Um, so let's say we use FX scan and, uh, you know, PD flag, get all that together, uh, autoflow, then it, the it says its scanning is done so there's notification that that return is ready for preparation and then if it's a complex return it's usually assigned to a specific preparer or it's going to a pool but it's that can be managed in the workflow from one year to the next so that it's already decided you know, who is going to do that return. And then it gets, if it's a complex return, it can go to a specific reviewer. And if it's a super complex return, it can go to, you know, a second partner that has to review that stuff. But that's all managed. And the beauty of the workflow tools is once that's captured, it rolls over the next year. And it's all on the screen. And so whereas the sheet, the lead sheet we use, you know, every year we're reprinting yeah. them we're you know filling out the information we do their notes are going on it well this the delivery instructions the specialty things that happen like during the year let's say a client um, sells a property or something like that you can go in the workflow tool and say hey we noticed that this partnership was sold you know so we got to make sure those real estate transactions you can put that in the workflow tool so when the preparer rolls it up they see those notes so you're capturing data one time at its root source and making it available to everyone after that.
1: So if I want to go virtual, I need that. Uh, What else do I need to be looking at?
0: Well, I think it's just the the communication of what's going on out there. And so like, you know, we had talked in the past that we were using tools like Skype and Zoom. And, you know, for multiple groups, Zoom is still the best video for like, you know, I'm in a couple of consulting groups and we use Zoom for 20 people on screen. But when it comes to capturing firm knowledge and then being able to reuse and reaccess that data we used a product called socialcast before but now we have switched to microsoft teams and long term i think microsoft teams and yammer even though we love slack and we love zoom we think because of that integration with the microsoft office suite Mm is going to win we've
2: talked about that on the podcast yeah Yeah. Yeah. you
0: know it's like i was great at lotus one two three i was great at word perfect but when microsoft integrated all those they won and accountants were very microsoft specific if you look at our audit tools they all link to word and excel you know um all of our calendaring schedule systems it's all microsoft so you know we think getting involved with teams and yammer Mm -hmm. and those plugins that's where we're going to get the real collaboration
1: so Uh, so for those who have not used a team chat tool like slack or microsoft teams like what what does it look like how do i visualize it well
0: it, it combines a bunch of tools into one screen. So for instance, we used to have a thing called like a check-in, check-out board availability. And so, first of all, when you look on the, the, the schedule of who's available, if you want to chat with somebody. You this can, is
1: everybody in the firm, right? Everybody in the list. firm. So
0: you, you, yeah. have, you can have hundreds, but it happens you can customize it to your team. So if I am, let's say, a, a in the bookkeeping department you know client access client services and i'm um, dealing with the payroll people i can have all the payroll people on my top and i can see if there's a red bar it means they have an appointment that's there if it's a yellow bar it means i've stepped away from like 10 minutes mm-hmm. And these are like circles little dots if it's red with a white line through it it says do not disturb mm-hmm. um, but if it's green i'm available so i can click on the person and i can do a small messaging, you know, type a message to them that says, you know, hey, do you have two minutes to look at this tax return or review this document? And they could respond to, like in one minute.
1: So that's very familiar to people who have been using Skype, right? To chat with coworkers. Correct. Right? So that, that's similar. What, what I really like about Teams that I've been missing, I think, in uh, other applications like Slack is I think Teams, the, the presence integrates with your calendar.
0: Yeah. right so it knows your calendar so if you've got appointments if
1: you're busy or not based on that
0: and then you can yeah. Yeah, so it automatically updates that in real yeah. time as you're adjusting things the other cool thing is, is you can not only the, you know the sms but you can talk with audio you can talk with video chat so they've
1: integrated skype into it now. absolutely
0: and, okay. and the best parts of skype you right. know so it works which is wonderful and then you can also do screen sharing so one of the things we try to promote um in our firms is that when you're doing a tax return the prep, review, back to, you know, writing notes, back to the preparer, this back and forth kills the profitability on on a tax return. Mm -hmm. So what we're saying is, is if we can get a reviewer to basically connect to the preparer and say, hey, I need to finish this tax return, but instead of sending it back to you, let's see if we can fix it and do it done in one. And the cool thing is, is I can show you on the screen while I'm talking to you, even if you're you're at a home office, working late at night or something like that, I can show you that return, take over the mouse and explain what I'm doing. And then if we can fix it, we can actually get it done and out the door and build, as opposed to taking the time to write the notes, taking it back to prepare to interpret those notes, mm-hmm. then having to go back and forth. Cause you know, a reviewer will look at it two days later and doesn't remember it. So those are the features that we think that the tools like Teams and Yammer provide that real time capability, you know, do it, do it right, do it right now. Yeah.
2: This episode of the Cloud Accounting Podcast is sponsored by Right Networks. In a perfect world, everyone would have 100% of their clients on a cloud-based accounting system using cloud-based apps. But the world isn't perfect and clients have a wide range of needs. And for some, this means using desktop-based software. That's where Right Networks comes in. Right Networks is your 100% accounting-focused desktop in the cloud that also includes an ecosystem of over 250 connected apps. As you and your clients take the journey to the cloud, Right Networks will be at your side, innovating the best ways to leverage the true cloud future by investing heavily in cloud apps like Transaction Pro and AutoFi. They've created an always on environment that supports 24 seven data transfer. Right Networks also offers no scheduled downtime for maintenance or application updates and meets the industry's highest security standards. To join the more than 50,000 firms that use Right Networks daily with their clients, head over to cloudaccountingpodcast.promo slash rncloud. That is cloudaccountingpodcast.promo forward slash rncloud. And be sure to visit the Right Networks booth in San Jose at QuickBooks Connect 2019.
1: And one of the cool features about Teams is the ability to have persistent threads or chat rooms. What are you seeing people using those for most frequently?
0: We build like chat groups. So there could be like a tax group, a security group, a client services group. So let's say in the tax group, we're a Florida firm and we have some kind of weird Florida franchise thing that impacts certain kind of you know corporations or uh, partnerships. Well, someone does the research there. They document it in there. And then if that comes up again, if there's new legislation. Everyone who responded to that, you write a note there. They all get automatically notified that there's been an update to that. Then if there's people that were not part of that conversation, what's cool is they can do a search on that, you know, fl- franchise tax for, you know, 1031 exchange and it pops up as one of those things and you can see all the thoughts that already went into it as well as add to it or say hey, there's a new form.
2: And then at a bigger organization, now you know, oh, Lake. It was all over that chat. I'm going to track breakdown. break down to ask some questions exactly. randomly asking partners, like, who
0: should I talk to you about this problem? Well, that's stuff like we used to write in the notes. Like a lot of my firms on the business returns, they might use like a CCH engagement binder and the notes are just there. But with engagement, you can't search across binders. This, you do a keyword and you get, you're yeah, capturing you from knowledge.
1: That's the thing that's amazing. Like the reason to switch away from email threads to something like Teams is this ability to search the entire history Absolutely. across the whole organization of every, every conversation that's happened in public, yeah. and be able to find that guidance or that, exactly know, that person that has that expertise. Yeah, like that's a game changer.
0: Yeah, and you know, like when people like you pointed out, when you're on a project, you know, all the other project people that were writing on that, and so someone usually knows in that yeah. group. But and,
1: well, and David and I actually, it, it, it doesn't have to be a large organization for this to be helpful. David no. and I switched from. We were using, like, Facebook Messenger to coordinate for the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Super professional here. Yeah. Super professional. <laughs> hey, we all start that way. And, and so, we, we, you know, we, we didn't want to do email because we felt like that would be taking a step back. So we set up a Slack, right, which is similar to Teams. We set up a, a Slack um, organization. And so we created channels for every conference that we want to go to. Help things organized. We have all yep. the conversation about AccountEx in the AccountEx 19 channel. Mm-hmm. And that way, if I, if I lose something, I just search
0: for it. Find it. And we love Slack. I, you know, I don't want, I think Slack is actually a better product than Teams, but the long-term we think Teams- Well, the integration, more. right? Well, yeah. well, Slack's like the compromise because like I'm
2: an Office 365 Teams guy and Blake's a- Google Apps.
0: Google, Google Apps right?
2: guy. So I, Slack had to be like the- <laughs> The together. middle ground. Yes, we couldn't <laughs> have gone either way. So we're, I have a question. So I have an accounting firm. I know it's stodgy. I know I'm not moving to the future, but I have employees who are asking me to, they want to work remotely. Like what's the first step I could take as a firm owner? Should I try to work remotely myself? Should I say, let's just go to a chat program? Like what's the very first baby steps I should be taking to let my young millennial employee that wants to work at
0: Starbucks? Well, the, the one thing you do is first of all, make sure you have an infrastructure that supports it as you know, the quality of the work as well as the remote side is internally. So a lot of firms, what they try to do is they they shortcut it with like Windows terminal services, you know, remote desktop, and if they don't know how to install it, the experience for the remote user is actually worse. And so all of a sudden it becomes negative. And so if you start by using applications in the cloud, you know, QuickBooks online, xcm those applications will work they're designed to work well or use cloud hosting providers that do that that's kind of the first step make sure it's not going to be a negative experience um second of all you need to pick people that have experience with the firm that have a track record of success um you don't want to put someone who's never worked remotely you know I'm not sure what they're doing that needs a lot of supervision so people that um which a lot of like you know when long-term bookkeepers mm-hmm. you know client access services they have certain payrolls they do every week they have certain monthly and, and reports they're really good at that so and you have track record realization so those are the yeah. first ones we put out there
1: and i think that's one of the misconceptions about remote work is that actually it's not necessarily about keeping your younger employees happy it's it's often about retaining your employees who would otherwise retire.
0: Yep. Or if it's someone like that wants to go on the family track. Yeah. You know, um, I remember one of my mentors uh, was Bob Bunting from Moss Adams and what he said is is that you look at your employees, your A's and B's, you do whatever it takes to retain those A's or B's because they'll make you, you know, more profitability and there'll be more success in your firm.
1: They're five times more effective or more than a, a, a disengaged employee or, you know.
0: and and what he said is is if you have an employee that goes and wants to go on the family track for instance keep them engaged 10 hours a week they will retain their technical edge they will help you with their clients and then as their kids get older you know they can go to 20 hours a week and 30 hours a week but those people or let's say someone's spouse gets transferred that's an ideal situation where you retain those a and b employees they'll you know the clients love them at the end of the day you know the unique thing we have as cpa firms is we have a relationship with the client that trusts us and if they have that Mm -hmm. You know, senior who's always been with them. They want to keep that person. Yeah. So that's one of the big best way to retain people. And I think, you know, one of the statistics that came out of um, accounting fly Jeff helps that we quote all the time is that firms that offer remote work get eight times as many candidates to Mm -hmm. apply for that position. So just by virtue of firms offering remote work. Yeah. As an option, you're going to be a more attractive
1: employer there's huge demand for it. And like you said, especially, I think a ton of moms, right? Would benefit, right? Uh,
0: Well, in our accounting profession, you know, you look at, there's a lot of um, females and they normally get the home responsibility and they're our best accountants. And and,
1: and you look at like the discrepancy between the number of women who enter accounting and then the number who become partners, right? It is just steep drop-off. And I mean, I don't have evidence to back it up, but it seems completely obvious to me that it's, you know, women want to spend time making a family and then they that is not compatible with the traditional structure of a, a structure firm. of a CPM for which is like you have to live at the firm yeah. right and, and and but it's not that you have to be working all the time it's just this is the culture you have to be in the office all the time yep. and it, and if you allow people to work remotely i don't even think that it's that they, they need to necessarily reduce the hours because it's a lot of that time in the office is wasted completely yeah Um, and, and so if you let people work when and where they want to, they can be just as productive while raising a family. And I I know that because my wife works remotely, right? (laughs) She, she works and she works for a big company. She works for Anthem Blue Cross, Mm -hmm. right? 50,000 people and her team is remote, right? So it's, it can be done even if you're a big firm, um, and it enables her to work full time, uh, while we raise our son, right? And, and the, the benefit of just being able to take off and go do a doctor's appointment without that being a big deal. Mm -hmm.
0: You know is, well, and going to your kids' amazing. basketball game. Yeah, you know, your, you know, th- those junior high, high school years when they're participating yeah. actively, you could go see the game, and then you log in afterwards. Yeah. You know, from home and or early in the yeah. morning and knock it out.
1: And I can work. I've, I've, I've I was fortunate in that uh, in my entire public accounting career and after, I've always been able to work remotely, yep. and so I have been at home when my son gets home, like every day for his whole life. Like he, you know, I've, I've been able- You'll never
0: miss that. I mean, you'll be <laughs> yeah. so glad you did that. It's
1: like, and, and then I hear about people who like to make partner, they had to like never have dinner with their family. Yep. You know, I just think that's so old. Just crazy that-
2: Well, it doesn't make sense in our industry. Like I, I get it. If you were construction or you're in farming, there's only so much daylight, Yeah. right? Or or if you're building a bridge, like you physically have to be there to build the bridge. Yeah. But our industry, there's no deadlines in a way, right? Like. If well, there's, somebody, lo- there's
1: lots of deadlines. I mean, there's definitely. deadlines,
2: but there's like...
1: <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to be at the office to do the work.
2: Yeah, that's,
0: I think that's the point was making. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean,
2: if you, if you take, choose a family track, right? And your kids are in bed at 7 o'clock, but 7 to 9, you have some downtime, and you kind of catch up and do some work. For some people, that's what they can do. And if people can work when they can work, it's just better for everybody.
0: That brings us that brings back to the whole collaboration thing. But the tools today are so good to manage all the workflow, plus to have the collaboration and communication. So you really don't miss yeah. you know, things because the coffee cooler is now on the screen as opposed to the two people that are standing in the lunchroom. That seems like a good way to summarize this. Yeah, thanks Roman so much. I
1: really appreciate you joining us for these episodes. If people want to get in touch with you, find out more about what you're up to, where's the best place for them to do that?
0: Um, probably on the, you know, I'm roman at rightnetworks.com, but um, we have a blog. Write uh, networks blog where all the articles and content that i develop all is published you know there
1: so head over to what's the url for that right networks.com slash blog and as always you can reach me uh, on twitter i'm at blake t oliver and if you want to subscribe to our show notes head over to BlakeOliver.com and click the blue subscribe banner at the top and you can put in your
2: email address and you'll get New episodes emailed to you automatically after they publish. How about you, David? Uh, you can just get a hold of me on Twitter. That's the easiest way at David Leary. And uh, you can track the Cloud Accounting Podcast down on all the socials. We're so on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. All right. Thanks a lot, Roman. Thank you, guys. Thanks.